Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 6 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. Thank you for joining us. So, guys, football is back. We had a full slate of preseason games this past weekend. Um, did you guys watch any games? What were your thoughts? Oh, thank God football's back. Unfortunately, because we went to Lake Morefest and watched fireworks yesterday and had all the kids there, I did not get to watch any of the games, but I did catch highlights of pretty much each game and went back and tried to went see if what I was watching was just backups, but I came away particularly impressed with both George Pickens and Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce just looks like he's the best player or best running back on that team. And George Pickens, that toe tap he did on that touchdown. Yeah, maybe he did push off a little bit, but they didn't call it. And at the end of the day, it was a touchdown and it was sweet. Yeah, George Pickens really impressed me. I I was able to watch a handful of the games, mostly the ones that were on NFL Network. I was able to like sample the first quarter, first half, depending on who was playing. But yeah, George Pickens... Catching, just snagging balls from Trubisky and uh, Mason Rudolph. I mean, you got to wonder about the quality of the quarterbacks, and he was just grabbing them all over the place. That guy really impressed me. But you can't take, and again, a rule, you don't take too much into what you see on preseason games, but that guy's got some serious talent. And and, and it's, no, go ahead there. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, that that George Pickens, I mean, I was very impressed with him. I haven't seen uh, the Damian Pierce one yet. Uh, that one there I've got set, set to record later on. And then, um, but I was very impressed with Brian Robinson as well. Um, Cook looked good. Um, Spiller looked good. Um, you know, I mean, I think that there's some guys out there that are as advertised. I mean, I was very impressed with the way that Walker was running the ball as well. The guy I was not impressed with that was getting a lot of camp buzz was, uh, Pachenko. Um, to me, he just, he wasn't patient. He was running into the, into the back of the offensive line. But then again, pretty much all their running backs on that team were sucking it up. So, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to depend on any running back. In yeah, Kansas but see, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. It's not about what Pacheco showed. It's just the fact that he was in there with the starters. Uh, you know, Kansas City was one of the few teams that played their starters uh, in the beginning of the game, ran right down on the Bears for a touchdown, took about three minutes. But it's the fact that he was in the rotation with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in with, with the starters, and as soon as the starters were gone, we never saw him again. So, I mean, that, that to me, that's huge. And, and to back on to Damian Pierce, what I found interesting about that game, one, I needed Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack was one of my keepers this year, and he was in there playing. Rex Burkhead was the guy that didn't dress, so he's obviously, to me, he's obviously number one on that depth chart if they didn't even dress him. It was more about who played and who didn't play yesterday that was eye-opening to me. And, and Mac playing and uh, Ronald Jones uh, Ronald Jones playing for the Chiefs and Pacheco just completely, he, he's over him on the depth chart. That really surprised me. 
Yeah, I mean, if Ronald Jones can't make that team, I, I don't know that he can make any team, to be honest with you. I mean, it, you know, that, that stable of running backs there is not the best. And if you can't dominate in that backfield, uh, from what, based on what I saw, I don't know, man. I just don't know that he'll make it on any team. Yeah, and I'm going to go into uh, uh, Damian Pierce. I know, Larry, you haven't seen him yet, and Jim made a couple comments on him. The one thing I noticed watching his highlights is I'm not sure if it was the Saints' first string or second string out there, but Damian Pierce looked like a grown fucking man out there. He was breaking tackles. He had a 20-yard gain. He had another 8-yard gain. Everything was positive. He got a good first down. He just plays like he wants it, and I think eventually he's going to be the man there. It just may take most of this season. Yeah, and that's kind of my feeling on Brian Robinson in Washington as well. I mean, Gibson was out there to start the game, and he fumbled, and and that's been his Achilles heel the whole time is that the guy can't hold on to the ball, and he's he's basically going to fumble his way out of a job. Yeah, especially when you have an interception machine like Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Turnovers turnovers <laughs> yeah, are going sure. to be highlighted. And, you know, where maybe it wasn't a as huge a deal last year, I think that you're you're exactly right, Larry. That could cost him his job. Yeah. All right, anything else on those games at all? Yeah, or? I targeted some defenses, definitely. Now, granted, grain of salt, could have been a bunch of second stringers. But, man, that Bear defense and that Seattle pass defense – Mitch Trubisky was torching the Seattle pass defense in the two series he was in. That's, that's to me, I don't care if there were starters or not, there's something wrong there, and I'm going to be targeting those two defenses week one. Play against them. As Jim drafts both those defenses this year, you watch. <laughs> no, I won't, and Seattle will be the number one. <laughs> no, I won't, and Seattle will end up being the number one uh, fantasy defense this year. Go watch. All right. All right. Well, uh, in today's episode, we are going to go into our division breakdowns um, and who will win the divisions. And then finally, we're going to end it with our Super Bowl picks. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Let's start with the NFC East. Uh, I'll let you go first, Mike. Okay. This this division used to be called the NFC Least. And uh, it kind of still is there. I don't see a real dominant team, but the team I feel is the most complete team is the Dallas Cowboys on offense, just with Zeke and CeeDee Lamb and Pollard and Dalton Schultz and Dak Prescott. And then you still have Gallup and with all that talent on offense. And they're not bad on defense either. They got a couple good cornerbacks. They got a good pass rush. I think they have what it takes to win that division. So that's my pick. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, Mike. And and all I can think about the Dallas Cowboys, I've been kind of down on them the past couple of years. If they don't do it this year, the window is going to close. So I just feel like it's almost like destiny or what have you. This is going to be Dallas's year. And I, I really think the NFC East is going to be competitive. I think Washington's going to be better. I think the Giants are going to be better. Philly is a good team, and in my predicted playoffs, Philly makes makes it as a wild card. But I, I think da- Dallas almost runs away with this division this year. Yeah, so I chose Philadelphia in this in this division, um, and, and kind of like what Mike said, you know, I just think that they're the most complete team. Now, granted, I'm not sold on Hertz as the quarterback, 
as far as a fantasy quarterback is concerned um, or even a real NFL quarterback. But I mean, they've just got such a good offensive line, such a good running game. Their defense is top notch and they do have receivers there. So if Hertz can actually get it going, you know, they've got receivers there. That's, that's really kind of where I think that they trump Dallas is Dallas, I think, is going to have trouble with the wide receivers the entire season. Nah, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb and Schultz will carry him. What has C.D. Lamb done? Ah, he's going to carry him to, uh, to a Super Bowl appearance this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I got to see it first. I yeah, and see. at some point they're going to get Gallup back, and then they have that nice rookie that we all seem to like, that Jalen Tolbert. I, I think they're going to be all right at uh, wide receiver. Yeah, I will say that what Jim said, that if they do not put it together this year, um, you know, their their window's closing because they've got a lot of free agents this next year, and I think that they get out of that Zeke contract this next year. I agree. There, there'll just be a level of, de- uh, of desperation this year that Jerry Jones, I think if, it, if they start out slow – he will do everything he can to just make sure it happens this year. Hey, and and based on what we talked about earlier with Brian Robinson, with uh, the Commanders, and and kind of now that we're talking about the NFC East, I actually could see um, Washington trying to trade Gibson to another team. What's the trade market though for for running backs? I mean, you see guys being showcased, a la. Uh, uh, the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, but I mean, is there a market? I, I, I don't know if anybody <laughs> trades anything for, for running backs anymore. They're just bodies. Yeah. I'm, I mean, we know Kareem Hunt's asking for a trade. Uh, there's rumors that uh, New England's looking for offers on Damian Harris. There are, there's just a number of running backs that look like they could be traded, but I just, other than Atlanta and maybe a couple other teams, I just don't see fits for too many more running backs right now. Wasn't Gibson a wide receiver or a tight end or something in college? Where he was a wide receiver in college, wide, yeah, yeah. Wide I, receiver. I see, yeah, I don't see them trading him. I could, Robinson could definitely overtake him, but he's got too much talent to just discard. I, you know, they might expand his role otherwise. Yeah, I could just see them trading him away. I mean, he's still on a rookie contract, so any team, any team that they would trade him to, I mean, it would be cheap for him. That's true. So, all right, so let's move on to the NFC South. Um, so the NFC South, it, you know, looks like we pretty much agree that, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is probably going to win that division. Yeah, this should, be qu- this should be quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think it's by default, right? I mean, the rest of the teams in that division are just awful. Yeah, the only thing I can see happening is if, let's say, Brady decides all of a sudden, whatever personal issue he's going through, if he decides to retire, Fournette eats his way out of a job or gets hurt. Uh, let's say Godwin takes longer to come back. That, that team could potentially fall, but that's a lot of ifs. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I like New Orleans' defense this year. But even if Brady were to get hurt, Tampa Bay just has way too much talent. It, it, I, I can't see a scenario where they don't win that division. Yeah. All right. So if we move on to the NFC North, um, I've got Minnesota. I think that that new coaching staff puts them over the top in that division. Uh, the closest team to them is Green Bay, and and even though they've 
had some consistency there with their coaches. They've got some inconsistencies there with their wide receivers and, and their defenses. I don't know. It's always hit or miss, right? So I, I'm just giving Minnesota the edge uh, in that division. I agree. I have Minnesota also. I have them as being the best offense and the best defense in that division. I mean, I'm sorry. I, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but Kirk Cousins is no slouch. I'll take Minnesota's wide receivers over Green Bay's any day of the week. I'll take Dalvin Cook over Aaron Jones. And then the defense, I I just don't see Green Bay being able to win that division. For me, Minnesota is not only the best team in that division, but they might be a Super Bowl contender. I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked. I thought I'd be surprising people with the Minnesota pick. I'm actually really shocked that the three of us agree on this. Um, I, I'm a big believer in emotion in football teams. I, I was really big on Aaron Rodgers when everybody was telling him that he was going to suck last year, that he was done, and he came out and was the MVP again. I just think the level of desperation again, Minnesota was on the cusp of greatness last year, but they just never really touched it. I don't think Green Bay has the hunger. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has the hunger anymore. He's just kind of playing out the string. Uh, I think Minnesota wins this division easily this year. All right. So that's kind of scary that we got two divisions in a row that we uh, agree across the board. So let's yeah, go on. Yeah, that's to the- usually for any show that you listen to or watch. That's usually not a good thing. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> sure it's about it's about to change. So on. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the NFC West. So the NFC West, I have the Rams um, as the uh, division winner in that one. I just think that they are the cream of the crop there. I mean, you know, you guys know that I've got Matt Stafford as, uh, you know, my top, in my top 10 at number three for quarterback. Cooper <laughs> Cup is up there. You know, I like Robinson as well. Um, that defense is just unbelievable. I mean, to, to me, they're just so much better than everybody else in that division. I'll agree. Uh, I, I agree 100%. The Rams are the king until they get knocked off that hill, and I don't see it happening this year. Now, maybe if Arizona had Hopkins for a full year and maybe uh, someone talented enough to back up Connor at running back in case something happens, but that if you lose a couple of uh, key pieces on that team, they're going to be done. And really, those are the only two teams I see near the top there, but I'll take the Rams any day of the week. Now, this is where I got to disagree. And again, you know, you don't, you can't play emotion when you're playing fantasy, you know, for players, certain, maybe sometimes certain players, there's a revenge factor or whatnot, but I'm a big believer of, of, of hunger. And I, there has never been a team more suited to Super Bowl regression than the LA Rams this year. All the the veterans that they have, they all reached their pinnacle last year. They got their ring. I just see them falling flat on their faces this year. And I, I think Arizona is just super hungry this year. Kyler Murray uh, might be the MVP. Just carry All that team has to do is go 500 while Hopkins is out. And once Hopkins comes back, I think that offense explodes. I think they win this division, and I don't even think it's going to be close. The Rams, I don't even have them making the playoffs this year. Are you mental? (laughs) No, I'm just going off uh, trends of of Super Bowl teams, especially Super Bowl winning teams. 
you know, at first when you were talking about, you know, Hungary, I thought you were talking about Fournette again. I'm like, no, we're not talking about the NFC South. We're talking no, about the I, NFC West. I, I'm talking about a team that wants to win and is right there. And this is, I think this is Arizona's year. Well, if they want to win, their quarterback needs to be doing more studying of tape instead of whatever else he's doing. Yeah, see, everybody's talking shit to him, and he's just going to come out and throw it in everybody's face. Yeah, they were, they were saying something about, uh, they, they keep on talking about how the team starts to do poorly once the new Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the team will do poorly once he bounces a couple passes off of Hollywood Brown's hands. But like I said, they just got to go 500 for the first six games. And let it go from there. All right. So that that's all for the NFC. So if we move over to the AFC, let's start with the AFC East. So I've got the Bills. Um, I just think that they're more talented than the rest of those teams. I mean, there is a lot of talent within that division. I mean, you know, New England always is, is up at the top. I have some questions regarding their their play calling and their coordinators right now. Uh, Miami, a big upgrade in talent. I just don't know that they can put it together. And then the Jets, I mean, again, you're talking about a big upgrade in talent. Um, I just think that they're a few years away. Yeah, I also picked the Buffalo Bills, kind of like the Rams. Uh, the Bills are the king until they get knocked off the hill. I like Miami. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, but I don't think they have enough to get past the Bills. I like the Jets up and coming, but here we have Zach Wilson already got hurt, and we're not sure how long he's going to be out. Uh, you got rookies at wide receiver and running back, but this is just this this is the Bills. I mean, New England's going to be there, but I've, I just can't see New England having enough to beat them either. It's going to be the Bills. Yeah, it just seems like everybody's picking Buffalo this year, and, and again, you talk about a team that's going to be hungry this year. I, I want to disregard, I can. I always disregard New England, and they're always right there. They're just consistent. It's not exciting, but they all, you know, in terms of winning games, they're always right there. But I can't go, I'm, you got to take Buffalo this year. Yeah, I mean, you think about it from a fantasy perspective, right? I mean, look at, look at what the Bills have to offer. I mean, they've got Josh Allen there, um, you know, they've got Cooks there, um, you know, you've got um, Diggs. Um, who's that guy that you, that other wide receiver don't, that you? Yeah, don't you dare forget Gabriel Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Singletary was Singletary was no slouch at the end of last year either, and he's still there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be that's a, that, true. their running back. If they can sort that out, that'll be a big that'll be a big issue for them. But you know, I've got Josh Allen as my number one fantasy quarterback this year. That should be good enough to carry him. Yeah, you've got, you know, they've got Dawson Knox there as well, who, you know, he's kind of up and coming. And then they signed O.J. Howard, which, uh, you know, they're going to find out quickly that that guy can't catch a cold. So, yeah, no shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not to go off preseason too much, but their their defense, they're stressing turnovers. They got three three turnovers off Indy in the first week of the preseason. I, I think that's just a precursor of what's to come. I think I like their defense. Yeah, no, that defense should be uh, should be amazing this year. Yes. All right, so if we move on to the AFC South, um, I've got Indianapolis. Uh, again, you know, better team and better coaching staff than any of the others in that division. Yeah, I also have Indianapolis. Tennessee, I think, is going to come close. I think people are writing off uh, Tannehill and Derrick Henry a little early. 
But I, yeah, Indianapolis has the best offense. They have the best defense. I think they win it easily. Yeah, I, I think this is easily the the worst division in in football this year. And Indy kind of, you know, they'll all beat up on each other and Indy will get in with a 10-7 and seven record. Uh, I, I'm not super high on them progressing in the playoffs, but Indianapolis wins this in a runaway. Yeah, so you think that this division is worse than the NFC South? Yeah, because, you know, I like Tampa and New Orleans better than I like any of these four teams. I, I, I like Jacksonville's potential, but I think they're a year away. Um, Houston, eh. Tennessee, uh, they're on they're on their downward. Like how we just said, the Cowboys' window is going to close this year. I think Tennessee's window closed last year, and it's just going to be nothing but a, a a downhill slide for them. I, I really don't like any of these teams. Fantasy purposes are some guys, but in, in terms of team teams, no. I, I will say that based on the preseason game, so I've been kind of poo pooing the whole um, Naheem Hines hype that has been going since before the draft and uh, he, the dude looked legit the other day um, when I was watching that game. Yeah. I mean, he, everybody says he's just a PPR third down guy, but when he's given his, when he's gotten his chances, if Taylor goes down, he could be something. He could be a league winner this year. Oh yeah. Hines is going to get his touches this year. And I don't think anybody whether it's Indianapolis, anyone that owns Jonathan Taylor, I don't think anyone wants that guy getting 450 touches a year. He'll he'll break down. Let let him get his 300 or so touches, run wild like he does. But, yeah, Hines is going to be good this year, I think. That's the other thing. Right. Matt Ryan's got that reputation for throwing to running back. So, I mean, Hines will be the guy. That'll be good for Taylor, too. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Matt Ryan's going to do good there. All right. I do so I as well. All right, so moving on to the NFC North. Um, AFC North. AFC North, sorry about that. Yeah, so moving on to the AFC North. Um, I've got uh, Cincinnati um, taking over that division, just barely over Baltimore. I mean, I love both of those teams, but, uh, you know, Cincinnati, I think, offensive-wise, I think they just got so much more firepower than the rest of the teams in that division. They're still struggling defensively, but offensively, I mean, they're just going to be able to put up points. Yeah, this division is going to be a knockdown drag out, but I lean towards Baltimore. It, it, it's close. I it could go either way with those two teams, but I just feel Baltimore squeaks it out. I, I think Lamar Jackson's going to be on point. The question with that team is going to be wide receivers. I'm still not certain Rashad Bateman can be a number one and who's going to be behind him. I know Duvernay's a nice prospect. I know uh, they got Prochet who's starting out nice, but I'm not sure they have the wide receivers, but I just still think Baltimore's going to win that division. Yeah, I, I kind of think Baltimore's going to win too, and I actually really, really like Baltimore. But in saying that, that's under the assumption that their defense is going to make a big break back. Their defense was horrible last year. Uh, a lot of their vets got hurt. Uh, really, it comes down to Baltimore and Cincinnati, and I think whichever team has the better defense is going to win that division and maybe win the AFC. Uh, it's just going to depend, and I'm putting all my chips in on Baltimore this year. You know, speaking of Baltimore's defense and, and, you know, 
how bad they were last year. I do think that they are going to be great this year. And, you know, (laughs) you think of the NFL comeback player of the year. Wouldn't it be something if they had the whole defense as the comeback player of the year? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. There's no odds on that. Uh, Yeah, let me put that too. I have complete faith. John Harbaugh is probably my favorite coach in in the NFL currently. I just think he always gets the job done. All right. So moving on to the AFC West. I have the Chargers uh, winning that division. I wanted to be a homer. I wanted to take Denver. I just, I couldn't do it over the Chargers. I mean, that team, I think, is just built to win right now. Offensively, defensively, I just, I don't know that they've got any holes. Yeah, this division, you really have any one of three teams, I think, can win this division. It's a tough one to pick, but I'm going to go with Kansas City. Uh, Mahomes may not have Tyreek Hill to throw to anymore, but I think things are going to be a little bit easier. You can't replace Tyreek, but I think by having more steady receivers across the board with Juju as the number one, maybe Sky Moore or MVS as the number two, and the other one will be the number three, along with Kelsey. I think the weak point right now is running back, but hopefully one of them will grab a hold of the reins, whether it's CEH or whether it's Pacheco, I don't think it's going to be Ronald Jones. He's a joke. Um, (laughs) But I think the defense, that defense has always been opportunistic and has come up when it's needed to. So I think Kansas City is going to squeak out that division, but it's going to be a fight all the way. I thought this was like Freaky Friday. I thought that you and Jim kind of just changed bodies there for a minute. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm looking at your comment. I wanted to be a homer and take Kansas City, but I actually think Denver is going to. Kansas City is my favorite team because of Patrick Mahomes for everybody listening. But Denver has the most complete team. And I think Russell Wilson has a huge chip on his shoulder this year. Um, I, I think Kansas City, they might have missed their Super Bowl window last year because I can't believe that their defense is ever going to be better than the one that they had last year. Um, it, they lost a couple pieces, most, uh, mostly the Honey Badger. Um, once Chris Jones gets his annual injury and their pass rush goes south, they're not going to have a defense. I, I just think Denver's the most complete team, and I think... I know this is just a belief that Russell Wilson is a winner and he's going to carry that team to the uh, division title. Interesting. This was definitely the toughest one out, out of the, all of them. And I think it is the best division in football this year. Oh, I have to agree with you there. I mean, you know, there's good, I mean, there's just talent across all four of those teams and, and a lot of talent. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun watching those four teams play this year. Yeah, and I mean, I, I that's why I love Mahomes to make a huge comeback this year. There's going to be a lot of shootouts in this division. Not every single one. You can't count on it. But if Kansas City's defense is down, Mahomes' numbers goes up. And that's where he kind of faltered last year. He, he, he just had to do just good enough to win last year. This year, I think he's going to have to pick that team up. So I really like Mahomes as a quarterback, but I like Denver as a team. All right. Well, we are done with the divisions, and we are on to our Super Bowl picks. So for the Super Bowl, um, you know, just based on what we've said as far as who's going to win the divisions, not including anybody that would be wild cards, 
I I think it's going to be Indianapolis against Philadelphia. And, and I struggled with Philadelphia. I almost had Minnesota in there, but I, I just put Philadelphia in there. I think that both of those teams that I have in there, the defenses are going to be pit, pivotal for their playoff wins. Um, you know, both of those defenses are, are just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, both of those teams have great offensive talent as well. I just, I see that that being a, a knockdown drag out fight and both those teams making it. Wow. I, I'm yeah. actually shocked at the Indy pick, but I mean, well, I, I, I'm I got, more shocked at the Philly pick. I am too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's never who you really think it's supposed to yeah. be. So, I mean, who's to say? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Mike. I mean, I, I was really, I was really torn on Philadelphia, just simply because of um, Hertz. I don't like your jerk off name. I don't like your jerk off face. I don't like your jerk off behavior, and I don't like you, jerk off. <laughs> really, you you piss, you piss on Hertz the, the whole last four five episodes, and then you take Philly to win the super to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> not not because of him. Definitely not because of him. Oh, is this a Minshew? Is this a Gardner Mustache Mountain pick? <laughs> Ooh, didn't even think about that. <laughs> All right, uh, who do you have, Mike, in, in the Super Bowl? All right, well, I'm going kind of chalk with my AFC pick, and it's the bridesmaid that I think finally becomes the bride this year, and that's the Buffalo Bills. And I think they are going to be in it in the Super Bowl and beat the Minnesota Vikings. I just think Buffalo, it, all these past few years, we thought most people thought Buffalo should be there, Buffalo should be there, Buffalo, Kansas City, but something happens. This year, I think Buffalo gets over that hump. They put everything together. They win the playoff games they need to win. If they can get home field advantage, I think that makes it even easier for them to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, Minnesota, I think, I honestly think we were talking about team mood and just feeling with the teams. And I just think Minnesota has something to play for. And I think they're going to be the surprise of the NFC and end up being in the Super Bowl with Buffalo. And it's going to be a good game. I can definitely see Minnesota making it. I, I definitely could too. But I, I'm going to go. And the, the NFC is just wildly inferior, I feel, this year. And, and, you know, unless Tom Brady and Tampa Bay just stomp all over everybody, which I don't see happening. But my pick's Dallas just because the desperation. Uh, Dallas makes it for the NFC. But I have Baltimore winning the Super Bowl over Dallas. I think the game of the year probably, again, will be the AFC Championship game uh, between Baltimore and Buffalo. And just kind of like how the Jim Kelly teams lost four Super Bowls in a row, I think Buffalo's going to reach a certain point and lose the AFC Championship a couple years in a row before they finally win it. I think maybe their year is next year. I I just really like Baltimore this year. All right, Jim, run to your sport book of choice right now and throw a fitty on Baltimore to win the uh, Super Bowl then. Already done. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we don't have this written down, but I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to blindside you guys with this. So MVP pick. Okay. Who who Um, do you have for your MVP picks? Boy, uh, most of the time this ends up being a quarterback, 
and I'm going to go based on who my uh, Super Bowl pick is. I'm going to say it's going to be Josh Allen. I think he's got the weapons. He's been the top quarterback, what, one, two years in a row. Uh, I think he's going to just put it all together. He's going to win a Super Bowl, and he's going to win the MVP. Okay. Um, Jim, who do you have? My pick over, you know, just spitballing this, uh, I, I really think it's going to be Russell Wilson this year. Uh, it's a it's a regular season award. It's not a total. It's you know, I, I think he's going to get once Denver starts rolling off victory after victory. I think he gets all the hype, and yeah, I could definitely see Russell Wilson doing it this year. I'm going to take a different approach on this one. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Ooh. I, I just I just think that that guy is in for a monster year. In Minnesota, I know that I've been hyping uh, Adam Thielen, but, um, you know, that whole team is just going to take a just a huge jump forward um, with bringing in the new coaching staff and everything. And and, you know, Jefferson has just been on the rise the last couple of years. And and I think that he is just going to skyrocket this year. I don't have any arguments there that I see uh, at least 100 and some catches. I can see. 17, 1800 yards out of him. I could see absolutely double digit touchdowns, man. And if Minnesota makes it to the playoffs because of that, yeah, I can see it. Now okay. we're, we're just talking, we're just talking like regular season, like football MVP, not fantasy MVP, right? Football MVP. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, I'll stick with Russell Wilson. Yeah. I'll let you know who the fantasy MVP is at the end of the season when I put it on my trophy. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you and I will be talking about that, Larry. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please don't forget to follow us on our socials and subscribe or favorite the podcast and give us a review. So I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. Mike can be found on Twitter at Domination, D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And Jim can be found at Twitter at Jim Ruddle Chump. That's J-I-M-R-U-T-T-L-E, all caps, Chump. So join us for our next episode where we're going to go a bit personal. Um, We're going to go ahead and give you guys some background on our dynasty league from, you know, how, how we started it, what our rules are uh, and how that's involved um, to what we use today. And then of course, we'll be discussing some players along with that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. That, you shouldn't be. <laughs> no, talking about it, not actually playing in it. <laughs> so, so basically what we're going to, what we're going to be doing is talking about the decline of Jim's team. <laughs> The 28-year decline of Jim's team. (laughs) All right. So from all of us, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day and see you next time.